0: Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Today is July the 12th, 2019. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. Strong hand, offended by selling. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Be a unique beast, unconfiscatable Holder of Last Resort, World Reserve Crypto. Oh, and I'm here with a holder of Last Resort. And I've been looking forward to him. Coming back so long that I've given the whole show over to him. Only one guest on This Week in Bitcoin. It is Giacomo Zucco. Welcome back, Giacomo.
1: Happy to be back. Happy to be back.
0: Now, there was, now you tweet a lot, and his tweets are, his Twitter is linked to below. Everybody, everything I talk about is linked to below. And my Twitter is Techball, T E C H B A L T. Now, there's this one guy whose tweets are almost as big as Giacomo's tweets. His name is Donald Trump. And he's this dude who lives in America. He's from New York originally, I think Queens. And uh, he tweeted out something. uh, He's also president of the United States, from what I hear. And he tweeted out something about Bitcoin. So Giacomo is going to give us the worldwide perspective on it, but I just, for clarity's sake and for the future, for people watching this in the future, I'm going to read out what uh, Donald, President Donald Trump said here. I am not a fan of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, which are not money and whose value is highly volatile and based on thin air. Mm, sounds like, well, anyway, unregulated crypto assets can facilitate unlawful behavior including drug trade and other illegal activity. Similarly, Facebook's Libra, and this is important, virtual currency will have little standing or dependability. If Facebook and other companies want to become a bank, they must seek a new banking charter and become subject to all banking regulations, just like other banks, both national and international. We have only one real currency in the USA, and it is stronger than ever. (laughs) <laughs> Both dependable and reliable. Okay. It is far the most dominant currency anywhere in the world. That is true. That's the one thing is true. And it will always stay that way. It is called the United States dollar. So I do agree the United States dollar is the, the biggest regular currency in the world. Now, everything else that he said. Uh, no, I, I want to hear your opinion, Giacomo. Is this big news? People are saying this is so bullish for Bitcoin. What do you think? So well, in a way, I agree. So
1: first of all, everybody was uh, waiting for this uh, for this moment. I mean, uh, Trump tweets about literally everything, everything which comes to his mind. it has no filters or apparently at least he, he, he plays he acts as uh, having no filters. So he discusses every stupid things and that was kind of sad that some that the orange man as uh, as opposers call him, didn't uh, wasn't discussing yet. Uh, the orange mm-hmm. coin, which is uh, which is Bitcoin, so it's uh, it was a, a moment uh, written uh, written in the stars. It had to happen, and uh, we may say that also the content is kind of bullish because, as you said, uh, it mixes some truth with uh, with a lot of uh, well, I don't want to call them lies because otherwise maybe a drone will come to my to my windows right now, but uh, with a lot of let's say uh, maybe not uh, inaccuracies. Let, let let put it that way. So first of all. Uh, about the, the the context of the of the tweet as I read it, the context is uh, a context of uh, uh, feeling the need to push back against the Bitcoin narrative, which is stronger and stronger, and more and more legitimate, and more and more present. Uh, there was, a, I think it was Andreas Antonopoulos first, and I uh, and I did it again in many of my presentation, was comparing uh, Bitcoin perception to. Kubler Kubler Ross cycle of acceptance of uh, of a loss. So the first phase is uh, uh, denial. So Bitcoin doesn't exist. I I don't talk about that because it's a joke. The second is anger, which is uh, Bitcoin is true, but it's always uh, Bitcoin exists, but it is bad, always uh, and only used by terrorists and perverts. And then um, uh, the other one is a bargain. So. Bitcoin is here to stay, but I will present my own version, so my blockchain, my token, my crypto. And then there is depression, which is basically blockchain don't, don't make any sense. Tokens are, are scams. Uh, so everything that we thought we could bargain to, it was a failure. And then there is acceptance, which is uh, Bitcoin is Bitcoin. We, uh, we, we, got, we went through the same phases with the Internet. Uh, like uh, first the internet doesn't exist, then the internet is just a, a tool for uh, for um, uh, scammers and perverts and terrorists and then we will build our own internet, we, Microsoft, Intel, uh, government will build our alternatives, so that's bargain, then depression and then uh, finally acceptance. Of course these cycles are not, uh, uh, are not just one big cycle, they are made by by, by little cycles, uh, always uh, bigger and bigger in uh, importance and resonance. So the anger phase, which is what uh, uh, what Trump is passing through now, uh, is something that uh, many people in the space and in the industry, many banks uh, already pass it through. So uh, Bitcoin doesn't exist. Bitcoin exists, but it's evil and I will stop it. And uh, Trump is now going that second phase. is still needed to go through uh, the bargain phase, which is what uh, Maduro already passed. So uh, Bitcoin does ex- exist and I will do uh, a better Bitcoin. So the Fed coin, we will do a better version of Bitcoin. Then depression, which is, oh, my God, uh, these tokens don't make any sense. And then finally acceptance. So, uh, I, I mean, it's a necessary step in the, in the phase. So uh, we, we're expecting for it. Uh, looking at the content of, of what he tweeted, I think some things are interesting, like uh, the fact that uh, that Bitcoin is volatile is true. I mean, on that point, I think uh, he has a point. Bitcoin is a volatile in a kind of good way. I mean, it's good to be volatile and going up uh, year after year of uh, orders of magnitude. It's not a bad kind of volatility, but still it is a volatility and it could uh, m- create some problems for some use cases. So... The, about that is completely right, uh, but Bitcoin is created out of thin air. Well, that's that's comical because fiat uh, uh, money, by definition, is mm-hmm. created uh, out of thin air without any kind of uh, any kind of effort, any kind of cost, mm-hmm. any kind of constraint. The U.S. dollar are created whenever a bureaucrat decides that U.S. dollar are created, and Trump is always criticizing the Fed because they don't print enough dollars out of thin air so this is really paradoxical and also it facilitates uh, crime uh starting from the, from the point of view that everything we do since we wake up in the morning it is a crime in a, a, at least one jurisdiction at least one time in history so drinking beer is a crime being a woman and driving is a crime uh i mean uh, escaping if you're a slave is a crime uh being a jew is a crime so everything we do is a crime at a certain point in history in some jurisdictions so uh, we have to be careful when we talk about facilitating crime because sometimes we're talking about facilitating heroism or completely legit uh, activities by, by people but uh, even if we consider crime as bad things which they are uh, not always are uh, the, the nice thing is that th- there is one currency that is actually the number one currency used in crime right now which is exactly the US dollar. Mm-hmm. So uh, in a way, I mean, later on, as you said, Trump uh, declared that uh, Trump states that the US dollar is the most accepted, most important currency in this world right now, which is true. And that's also the reason why it is the currency which is used mostly by uh, terrorists and uh, and uh, and all the bad things you can think of perverts and scammers and uh, violent people and war mongers and warlords and, and, and drug dealers and everybody else. So in a way, when the last sentence will not be true anymore, so when dollar will not be more widespread than Bitcoin, then maybe his other sentence will become true. So Bitcoin will be mostly used for crimes. Uh, I mean, Bitcoin will not be mostly used for crimes, but criminals will mostly use Bitcoin. Right now, they mostly use the US dollar. Also, it's very interesting to look into the sentence about uh, Libra. So many people were th- were thinking that, like, uh, since just I mean, since Facebook just decided they are going to uh, violate uh, money monopoly, uh, then they will just do it. But uh, we already passed through this this history with uh, uh, the beginning of uh, uh, PayPal X with Eagle Liberty Reserve. A lot of people tried to. Uh, to compete with the Fed using centralized uh, services, and they always ended up in the same way. Either they give up competition, like Linden Dollar or PayPal, or they, get, they go to jail, like uh, eGold or Liberty Reserve. Uh, the, the, the end is always that, and Trump is just, uh, just, uh, uh, just reminding these people that this time is no different.
0: I got to say something here about the Libra part. I am glad you brought that up. I thought you were going to leave that out. I think um, that this tweet was mostly brought on by his dislike of Facebook. I really think that played a major role in this. And I I have no idea if he knows all the difference between Libra and Bitcoin. But I I think that this Libra thing is what, what woke him up. And he does not want Facebook to have their own coin because... Uh, politically, the people at Facebook are not aligned with him. So I think this is what triggered all of this. This, this is my analysis. Ones. I haven't heard anybody else say this yet. And yeah. uh, I am, I'm really glad you, you did bring that up. And uh, so do, do you think they're going to be able to get away with it? Do you think they're going to be able to progress? We have hearings coming up next week, I think, in the United States about Libra. And uh, I'm going to ask you some more about Libra, too. But, but just on that, do, with the bottom line, will Libra be able to progress? So uh, I don't think uh,
1: neither that Libra will be able to progress as they described in the white paper. So uh, progressively the centralized uh, alternative to the US dollar without uh, the bank equivalent KYC AML. But not only I don't think they will get away with that. I don't think they even believe or plan to get away with that. I think that uh, I mean uh, there is people inside, uh, uh, inside the Libra consortium who is working for paypal and paypal started exactly with that dream uh peter thiel and elon musk started with the dream of a currency for the internet which is outside the regulation of the federal reserve and the and let's say the the um, uh, financial financial regulators for kyc ml and any other kind of stuff and they know that it was not possible back then and it won't be not possible right now so i don't think they even Think they are going to do that? I think that uh, they know marketing-wise that they, if they were just going to uh, to announce uh, like uh, Facebook is going to compete with Alipay, the uh, the kind of exposure, the kind of newsworthiness, the kind of uh, um, of visibility of the news will have been little. So instead, if if they say Bitcoin is creating a, uh, Facebook is creating a new uh, cryptocurrency, then the the kind of visibility and uh, and discussion around it is infinite. And so they did that, not because they think they can uh, go around the Federal Reserve Monopoly or going around the KYC prisons, they can't. They already said basically Facebook representatives and, and Libra consortium representatives already said that they are not going to uh, to do that in India because you can't, not in Iran because you can't, not uh, not going to, to, to do in any... A uh, country which is sanctioned by the UN, uh, united states uh, you will have to do kyc uh, i mean uh, it's already it's already written they cannot do what uh, it was not possible uh, to do for paypal one may say that maybe one one thing is different you can say facebook is now more powerful than paypal was in 1999 which is true but also you have to consider that the u.s government and the governments in general they are more aggressive about money than way more than they were in 1999 so if uh, if government agency put the liberty reserving and eagle people in jail back then imagine right now they are not less aggressive they are not more more liberal about that they have they have to maintain negative interest rates which means that they have to ban cash whenever they can, because otherwise people can exit in cash and they can blow up the negative interest rates economy. So the uh, governments are more serious now than twenty years ago about uh, banning uh, tax havens, uh, uh, enforcing KYC, all the things that happen, like Patriot Act and everything. So maybe Facebook is stronger than PayPal, but uh, uh, the, the government, uh, the government. Uh, 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 desire to control money, uh, it's way, way stronger than it was at the end of the 90s. And so I think the end is the same. And I think Facebook people know that perfectly.
0: Okay. well, I, I would think Facebook has some game plan, some end game and some tie in with some of these political people and probably people who are not on Trump's side. So it will be interesting to see how this evolves. Uh, first of all, pound that like button, everybody, if you're enjoying this, and I'm loving it. Uh, you mentioned that in the last 20 years, governments have become stricter, and they they do they do have an excuse they go to when we're talking about laundering money. They talk about terrorism, and of course, in 1999, we had not experienced 2001 yet. So this that is a tremendous tremendous difference, and something that they, you know. It, they, I think he even brought up terrorism in that, uh, in that uh, comment. So that that was not a calling card that could have been used back then. Now, with, with all that being said, uh, Facebook, I, I think they're going to end up with something here. Um, do you, whatever they end up with, whatever they end up with. Do you think this will be good for Bitcoin, and do you think it will help onboard people to Bitcoin?
1: So uh, I think they will end up with uh, like a PayPal competitor, but radically different. That's that's why I called it an AliPay competitor because uh, PayPal would just PayPal, mm-hmm. uh, while uh, Facebook, like AliPay, they, they are creating a, a payment system uh, which is working in symbiosis, which uh, something huge, which is the social graph of, of Facebook. So it will I, I will I will not think it will end up into nothing. I think it will. Uh, Possibly end up in something big, but mostly big for uh, for uh, for uh, I mean for uh, that sector, not as big as Bitcoin. So what I think is that it will be uh, it will the, the impact on Bitcoin will be kind of like this. Super short term, it has been bullish because uh, they basically promoted the the old Bitcoin stuff to to people that didn't even know about that. So the very short term effect was. Uh, uh, creating some visibility and some expo- exposures to the idea. The lo- uh, medium term, I think it will be uh, kind of bearish because many use cases that could have uh, used Bitcoin now uh, they could just go to, uh, to to Facebook and be served better than on Bitcoin. Uh, but then long term, it will be bullish again because uh, any interesting use case that w- that w- that will be possible at Libra somehow was already possible with the PayPal, because by definition, uh, government regulation will catch up. And so anything you can do at Equilibrium or Libra, you could do that the same on PayPal and everything you can't do, which includes uh, saving your money from inflation and stuff like that, or, uh, or maybe being paid if you are a woman, a woman in Afghanistan or uh, exporting money from Venezuela, everything you couldn't do with PayPal, then you will you will discover you will not be able to do that with libra uh, at the end because libra will have as a collateral uh, fiat money so they will follow inflation completely they will be kyc they will stop at border so eventually in the long run you will have to get back in bitcoin but with the major improvement which is basically that uh, um uh, so right now when people faces bitcoin they are facing digital gold and they may have two kinds of um, uh, two kinds of, uh, let's say, skepticism about Bitcoin. One is about digital. So a typical thing, I mean, if, it does, if it's not uh, something I can touch like paper or, mo- or, or, or metal, it's not real money. So they, they can distrust digital per se, or they can distrust gold like uh, I want inflation, I want uh, KYC, I want this kind of stuff. So when they uh, when the people start uh, using digital more even if it's libra is not digital gold it's digital banking basically uh, they will uh, have less and less skepticism about the digital part and uh, and all the kind of uh, struggle will be uh, will will be focused on do you want digital bearer instrument uh, unprintable ininflatable, unconfiscatable gold or do you want uh, Empty promises by governments that can be confiscated and will be over-regulated uh, and you will be you will have to ask for permission every every time you move them. So at the end, I think uh, it will be a positive effect. That said, I wanted to add something okay. about political alignment, if I can, uh, which is uh, I think is very interesting. You say that uh, Trump dislikes Facebook, but I am not sure if Trump knows or not. That Bitcoin is actually uh, being analyzed uh, uh, very, very deeply by a lot of Trump supporters that since many social media platforms are biased, uh, pro, let's say pro-democrat or in a, in a way anti-Trump, they have been deplatformed uh, since a while. So think about uh, Gab uh, or think about, uh, I don't know, Alex Jones, and they tend to be, i mean they are they are a complex galaxy but mostly they are pro-trump so pran trump i don't know if he doesn't know or he doesn't understand yet then some part of his uh let's say of his political side or things which are close to this political side are right now being cut off uh uh traditional centralized services and they are switching to bitcoin inspired bitcoin close or bitcoin bitcoin uh, let's say bitcoin contiguous uh decentralized services so that's
0: uh, like patreon and uh, telecoin etc yeah i i think you're making a great point there i don't think he knows the difference i i think his anger is so much at facebook that he just lumped bitcoin in i don't think because he, <laughs> he's oh it's a cryptocurrency they're all bad uh i i, I think it would be great if someone in his administration understood and did tell him exactly what you just said, that a lot of his, it's mostly concerned. He knows that conservative people are being targeted a bit more than liberal people on uh, social media and being shut down. And within the next step in the learning process is a way around that censorship is Bitcoin. Thus, you shouldn't be tweeting out bitcoin and facebook in the same tweet as the same thing i i don't think he gets it and maybe when he does get it we'll be able to tell because he'll just be ripping on libra and talking about how they should be they need a bank license and all this oh, and, forget uh, about the, and forget about the bitcoin and terrorism thing because if he keeps going on the bitcoin and terrorism thing it's it, it, it well, it'll alienate some of his supporters who are going to need to rely on that, and we're we're actually going to talk about that in a second. Uh, some of, some of what these banks are doing. But wait, did you have something else to say about that? They want to cut you off.
1: Yeah, no, just that I'm a little bit skeptical. I mean, this is very optimistic, but the fact is is that I all I only said part of the of the truth. So I say that uh, Bitcoin is mostly right now explored by uh, right wing uh, people who are the platform, which is conservative people, which is true but uh, uh, if you have a complete understanding on bitcoin then you know that yes it does allow trump supporters and and um, and, uh, and conservatives to be funded maybe with alternatives to patreon etc cetera, etc cetera, or to pay for server like gab but it also does allow stuff like uh, sending money from mexico to the usa or vice versa violating china restriction on capital so trump is not like uh, Trump is not like a libertarian, so uh, I think that if we understand Bitcoin, he will understand that uh, he will uh, go against big tech. So big tech is is, is his enemy, but he also go against some of his typical uh, protectionism uh, mantras. So uh, uh, I'm not so optimistic that he will love it. Maybe, I mean, right now he's the president of the United States. So uh, the United States are in big trouble if Bitcoin wins because they cannot print money anymore and they cannot... uh, 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 confiscate money easily anymore. Uh, but maybe a Donald Trump, which is not a president anymore, but it's just a old, rich guy with uh, with uh, divorce problems and uh, and with the lawyer problems with, uh, with ex-wives. I mean, that kind of guy could
0: understand Bitcoin better than a, than a president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Very good points. And I also wonder what his upcoming ex-wife will how much she'll sue him from, for in the future once he's yeah. on his next uh, – he'll be on to someone new in the future, everyone. You better believe that. But I, you bring up a great point about remittances and why he might hate Bitcoin <laughs> because I'm sure at this point, you know, with the, all his dealings on the border, that he seriously considered just cutting off uh, normal – making it illegal to sell, uh, for non-citizens to send money back to Mexico. And then maybe someone told them, well, people are going to be able to get around this with Bitcoin. So maybe you bring up an excellent point that uh, although it is, it's that's the beauty of Bitcoin. Your worst enemy can, it can help them, it can help you. And that's why you should, you should be, that's why anyone should be into it. And maybe Trump should put, put that all together. But you make, he, he might realize, he might consider Bitcoin an enemy because it does help people sending remittances back to Mexico. And that is a huge, that'll be a huge part of his campaign. Uh you know, shutting down the border, et, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe he's thinking a couple of steps ahead why he's got to go against Bitcoin and he actually isn't confused about uh, Libra and Bitcoin. I want to bring up one thing about Libra that you, you talk about it being PayPal. Um, for In order for Libra to be a success, I think it has to be bigger than PayPal. I mean, Facebook has this tremendous network. They've got to be able to scale this thing so they're bigger than PayPal. Do you think they'll be able to be bigger than PayPal? Uh, Well,
1: uh, it's not a certainty because, uh, uh, I mean, traditional, the fact that you have a bigger network effect in something doesn't translate uh, to a bigger uh, network effect in something else. Think about Google. Google already had the homepage of basically every human being on the Internet, and when they tried to to launch their own social network uh, twice, they failed miserably so they had a huge network effect they tried to step out of their comfort zone i mean google plus was technically not even so bad but the point is that nobody cared and uh, and even if uh, it was in the home page on everybody nobody switched to that and everybody stayed on facebook and twitter so uh, will the fact that uh, they can basically gift a paypal equivalent to uh, to everybody which some uh, enhanced feature like uh, social graph payment, so pay your friends. Uh, I mean, uh, they can, can they be better than PayPal as a service? Yes, definitely. Do they have strong assets that PayPal didn't have? Yes, for sure. For example, when the government asks PayPal to do complete KYC of people, PayPal is in big trouble because now they have to KYC everybody. But uh, Facebook, when the government asks Facebook to KYC people, they already know more stuff to, about many people than the government itself. So the the, the cost to KYC is not that they will not KYC us; uh, they will still do it, but the cost will be lower. So um, Facebook has uh, got uh, assets that PayPal didn't have, but that doesn't automatically translates into. Uh, into uh, like a bright future. Necessarily, we will see. Probably.
0: All right. And on 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 this topic, one last thing. Uh, I I know you love to talk about altcoins, and this isn't even even a real altcoin. But who's next? If Facebook is a Fang company, if the, was it Facebook, Apple, uh, Amazon, Netflix, Google? Who's next with this this own private coin competitor to PayPal? Or do you think that another another company is is not going to try this? Is it gonna be google or do you see google tried social media and failed? do you think they'll try cryptocurrency
1: uh, i think that google already so uh again i don't really think that uh, that uh, pay, that facebook is so naive to really try cryptocurrency i think they are using the cryptocurrency narrative to get more visibility to an operation which is basically payments so uh, in these regards apple and google are already there they entered payments uh, before cryptocurrency was an interesting marketing narrative or without actually uh, fully leveraging the cryptocurrency narrative. So Apple and Google are already there. Uh, they are. You have Apple Pay and you have Google Pay. Uh, they may try now to pretend to have a, a, a cryptocurrency, but the point is that they already launched that kind of, uh, of uh, market uh, uh, aggression. While Facebook waited to enter into the the payment uh, situation uh, and um, and and then they waited until a moment in which a cryptocurrency narrative was interesting uh, what we could uh, think about is uh, is basically uh, you know uh, right now there could be something completely different from uh, from from those uh, companies you mentioned that could also try this kind of rhetoric we will see in a way amazon is closer to cryptocurrency than Facebook right now because Amazon has the Amazon credit, the basically the Amazon Turk mechanical Turk credits. There is a lot of strange things in Amazon coupons. There is a very rich and strange economy which is closer to a, a legal arbitrage than I think Facebook will ever be. So probably Amazon is even uh, further uh, forward in this uh, in this kind of uh, endeavor. All right, all right. So
0: yeah, that's that's a good take on this. Uh, do you see on the side? I just typed in uh, yeah, the question. What? Yeah, yeah. So so read that off and, and answer it if you, if you uh, can answer. it.
1: Well, so the the the, um, the question is: uh, Will the um, uh, they would like to know if uh, I ever had any prima facie heuristics about Bitcoin that were proven wrong? So what is a prima facie heuristics? Uh, this comes from the extended explanation uh, of uh, my take on Bitcoin maximalism. Uh, in Riga, in uh, Baltic on Badger 2018, I gave this presentation which was mostly tongue-in-cheek, was mostly uh, semi-sarcastic. And I said that I gave the two, uh, the, the, the four universal truths. One was uh, 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 everything which is not Bitcoin is a scam uh, and uh, everybody pushing people to change Bitcoin is a scam and everybody pushing people to spend Bitcoin is a scam. And we should not be uh we should not be nice with scammers then in a in a longer presentation that you can find on google in a in a bitcoin embassy in ulster switzerland uh, i gave the full presentation and explained that these are not really truths of course and i gave a lot of counter for example uh like uh, uh tor and BitTorrent are not bitcoin they are not scam and uh, spending Bitcoin, if you are in Venezuela, you don't have anything to spend is not scam. And uh, changing Bitcoin to add is not scam. And being nice to scammers is actually okay and I do that all the time. So uh, these are not literally uh, literal uh, um, statements about reality, but these are what is called prima facie heuristics. That means that uh, if you use, uh, 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 there are somehow equivalent to, uh, you shouldn't trust a Nigerian prince when they write you emails. What does that mean? That uh, there are no actual honest Nigerian princes? Yes, they are. But when you receive an email from a Nigerian prince, your first, uh, uh, you, I mean, your default position should be he's is scamming me. And then you have to prove uh, that default position wrong. So if the question is, uh, if one of these prima facie heuristics was, was ever proved wrong to me, the answer is yes, but all the time, even before I, I assume it is heuristic, they were already um, proven wrong in some specific cases. For example, uh, as, I, as I said, um, many projects that are not Bitcoin, including many open source decentralized protocols, like uh, against uh, Git. Git is not Bitcoin, it's not a scam. And many cases in which you spend Bitcoin, uh, I spend Bitcoin to buy my VPN because I don't want the VPN provider to know about my credit card. So there are a lot of cases in which you spend Bitcoin and uh, and a lot of cases in which changing Bitcoin is actually good. So yes, these heuristics are proven wrong with some uh, with some kind of uh, uh, of um, nuances in some specific cases, but if you use these heuristics, you are better off than if you use the opposite heuristic, which is basically, I believe everything, which is, not, I mean, uh, I believe cryptocurrencies in general, I, I believe any new idea, I follow any new idea about changing Bitcoin, or uh, I, I cheer when people is pushing spending as a narrative or uh, uh, or uh, he cannot be a scammer because he's a nice guy. So uh, the answer is yes, heuristics are made to be broken, but they are still useful. Uh, uh, I, you know, Nigeria is a tribal society, which there are a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, there is a tribal society in Nigeria and a lot of chiefs are actually called Prince. So you can go to Nigeria and meet an honest nigerian prince uh, who we, is not scamming you so you can prove the heuristic wrong but still when you receive an email from a nigerian prince uh, uh, proposing you to enlarge your sexual organs uh be skeptical as a default position
0: hmm. sounds like the exception proves the rule type of situation
1: yeah, yeah. No. Uh,
0: yeah. I can
1: give another more technical uh, more technical example people says uh, all the time you don't uh, cryptographers they say they say you don't roll out your own cryptogra- uh, cryptographic uh, primitives. so you don't roll out your own crypto this is a very good rule of course if everybody was uh, adopting this rule literally uh, people will never ever invented the cdsa or SNOR or or uh, or any kind of cryptography somebody had to roll out their own crypto but uh, uh, as a default be skeptical of this claim so yeah what you said is right. Is that there? Except there are a lot of exceptions, but the rule is the correct, uh, skeptical, critical standard default
0: position. All right. Now we're going to talk about why you shouldn't be worried about Litecoin. Why? Why like? Yeah, not Litecoin. Excuse me. <laughs> Pound that like <light> button. Like <laughs> network. You got me talking all coins now, man. Yeah, he doesn't why to worry about Litecoin. But why not to worry about Lightning Network? But before we get into your Lightning Network thing, because everybody always wants to hear about Lightning Network. There was a question and, – and thank you for that question. Uh, Roman asked that question. And Ken Bozak, thank you for the $2 in the super chat, dude. Pound that like button. A guy named Anthony Monero, who I think is uh, from – I'm butchering his name. He's from France, I think. He He's in the chat, and he says – and I want he brings up Tether, and that's why uh, – I want to hear, you know, people are always worried about Tether bringing down Bitcoin. That's that's something people worry about. So here's a question. Trump is going to use Tether case to crush the entri- entire crypto system, which means it will crash the Bitcoin price sooner or later. Sooner or later, Bitcoin will rise again, but expect a huge crash very soon. Okay, so this is co- this is combining a lot of topics here, but I do want to hear uh, your, your, your Tether take. <laughs> will the government... Go at, after Tether at these hearings eventually. So far, it's only the state of New York that's going out after Tether. Will the Will the United States government go out? The federal government go after Tether and use it as a way to hurt Bitcoin? Or would they, is that even possible? I don't think it's possible. To tell that, that's my take on this. So if Tether does get taken down one of these days, will it bring down Bitcoin? So a lot, of, a lot of sub-questions in
1: this question. So the first is, uh, is the US government going to take down Tether? So I think, I honestly think they are going to try to take it down because uh, Tether is basically an explicit attempt at uh, regulatory arbitrage around the limitations and the barriers that uh, that the US government uh, pose to uh, any circulation of uh, dollar-denominated uh, uh, value. So Tether is a useful tool to, for traders, in order to uh, in order to uh, avoid be kind of volatility when they want, or in order to onboard and outboard changes uh, going around typical KYC restrictions. Uh, so total, uh, the Tether is a useful tool, and uh, and I think the U.S. government w- uh, as a whole eventually will try to to shut this kind of, uh, of stuff out. What I will, what I will not uh, uh, be so certain about is that they succeed because you know they manage to take out uh, uh the the paypal effort at competing with the dollar uh, or a liberty reserve but uh, i think that the tether guys especially prove to be particularly resilient so as a model i think that tether is eventually um, I- inevitably so- some somehow fragile because uh, i mean uh, what i always say is that think about the fractional reserve problem uh, you have the, the uh, even if you trust the tether company, and I mean, given recent uh, development, I think there are good reason to kind of trust them because they behaved in a kind of uh, I mean, creative but uh, 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 fundamentally sound way. So, but even if you trust them not to inflate the the, the number of tethers, still you have to trust the banks. Uh, that they are not doing fractional reserve on the amount of dollars that Tether is put in there. And if they are doing full reserve, uh, for certain, they are not doing that with gold or or fiscal cash. So they will be basically using some kind of bonds or government bonds of some Caribbean state, which itself can fail. So Tether represents a chain of counterparty risks together, and uh, it's fragile. So uh, um, I think they will try to, to destroy it and uh, i'm not sure they will manage it because the guys are really really they're smart i mean if you look, if you really read all the history of theater and Bitfinex in general these guys are really smart so i i hope they resist uh i i i, I give uh, i mean i really hope they can stand a government uh, attack uh, and i'm not sure they can not uh, in the long run of course uh, Uh, We need Bitcoin because this kind of operation cannot be sustainable in the very long run. If we could have a Tether which works perfectly um, uh, across generations, we will not need Bitcoin at all because we will just use a US dollar Tether. Uh, Maybe we just ask Tether company to stop inflating the base. And now we have sound money and dark money, censorship resistance. So obviously in the long run, it cannot work. So the second question is, the third question actually is, uh, would the taking down Tether take down bitcoin uh, i don't think that would be that's the case uh, either short term uh, or long term long term of course bitcoin doesn't care uh, short term i don't think there is this uh, this uh, death spiral dynamic i mean if you if you destroy if you go to i mean not more than empty than god's did. so did empty god's failure destroy bitcoin no uh, did it depress the price for a while yeah so is tether closing down as a news depressing the price maybe good for us we will buy the deep. i mean uh it's, it's not really a fundamental problem it can be a, it cannot reverse a long-term trend it can be the trigger for some short-term correction eventually
0: all right and again remember it, if it does if and when it gets taken down there are other stable coins that people could just jump to and uh i mean i it, it it, obviously, it's the best of the stable coins, but still, it, it's not—it's not the end of the world. We shall see, and I—I and I do agree. These guys are smart; they've been able to hang on this long, uh, so it, it's something to keep uh, an eye on. I—I I do not worry about it now, but that—that that was a question, and people are going to keep bringing it up uh, for for quite some time. Now, when we're talking about not worrying about Tether, you gave a talk about stop worrying about the Lightning Network. Why should we stop worrying about the Lightning Network? Tell us. Tell us what you talked about.
1: So the title you can find it. I think right now it's uh, pinned on my Twitter uh, my Twitter profile. So if you go on Twitter, Giacomo Zucco, you find it twi- uh, pinned on my on my um, on my uh, li- uh, timeline. Basically, uh, the title of the talk was an idea of the organizer of the of the Fulmo uh, Lightning Hack uh, Days, Jeff, and uh, it's a quote of uh, uh, Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick uh, movie uh the doctor strange love so uh, uh how i learned to stop worrying about the bomb and uh, it, it is uh, how i learned to stop worrying about the lightning and the content of the talk is, goes basically like that uh isn't it strange that everything that we are so obsessed about in bitcoin which is uh, being uh, slow secure safe conservative maybe even toxic uh, toward changes. So my my second rule in Riga Maximalist presentation was uh, any attempt to change Bitcoin is a scam, which is very, very toxic. So why does uh, not the same apply to Lightning? Because in Lightning, every new proposal, every new change like L2, uh, atomic multipath, everything new is cheered as something instead super super welcome and super uh, super enthusiastic and also in bitcoin we say that you should hodl 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 and my third rule says that uh, every attempt at pushing people to spend is a scam and there is also a great uh, article by uh, by uh, by goldstein uh, michael goldstein which is everybody everyone is a scammer which is a great article in the nakamoto institute which is basically everybody wants your Bitcoin and everybody urging you to spend Bitcoin is just because they want to get your Bitcoins. So why do we switch from this kind of narrative in Bitcoin to a narrative in lightning where everybody uh, wants to spend money on lightning like you you have video games in which in order to move the the, the character, you have to spend bit Satoshis or a fraction of Satoshi for every single move. That's crazy if you compare that to the HODL meme. So the point of my talk is that Lightning Network, unlike the base layer of Bitcoin, lives on a different social layer. And the point of my talk is that some very, very low level, deep social layers, they require mostly stability, conservative approach, adversarial thinking, uh, almost paranoia, They uh, they need toxicity, they need to be uh, aware of attacks they, they need any, they need an immune system, they need a, a safety first rules, they need a, a mission critical attention while well, uh, layers on top of that uh, they typical uh, they typically aren't that way and they welcome more uh, like a fast evolution, uh, competition, uh, different implementations and um, new ideas, and spending small amounts that's basically because uh, on Bitcoin you have uh, basically you move large amounts and you have a base layer which includes the monetary policies so if people messes up with the base layer we are uh, we are in big trouble for probably for for decades if, if not even longer so uh, the, the the lower level is, is robust but it's not anti-fragile we cannot really mess up with that a lot Uh, We cannot uh, be, uh, I mean, we can be uh, uh, tortured or kidnapped for our Bitcoin, so we shouldn't just uh, go around lightly talking about that. There is a a state uh, uh, government agencies. They could infiltrate the development. They could try to push bad ideas into Bitcoin. They could try to make it more centralized in order to stop it. So there there are a lot of reasons to be super worried at the base layer and to use as a prima facie heuristic. A very very toxic heuristic like uh, everything is a scam we want to uh, i mean safety first while in lightning we don't have the same constraints because even if the entire lightning networks now fails we can still take bitcoin uh, the the monetary base is still there the monetary inflation is still untouched the fundamental uh, blockchain dynamics are still safe and we can build a new better second layer even Assuming that the first layer, the the, the, the lightning network layer, collapses completely, so we can mess up with lightning. And I mean, of course, it's always better not to, to break things. But if we break lightning, uh, that's, not, uh, a, a, that's not a that's not a game stopper. If we break Bitcoin, that's could be the end of our experiments for maybe for centuries. So uh, on lightning, you can finally, uh, since the amounts are small. Like micro satoshis, you can finally spend and have fun spending and not holding anything. You can have fun introducing new things. For example, uh, I work with some other people on the RGB spectrum um, idea about uh, assets. So we hate assets on the main chain, we hate assets on layer one. We always uh, say that uh, uh, assets can be problematic and they can mess up incentives and they bloat the blockchain. Well, we love assets on top of Lightning because now you can experiment. We, uh, we, uh, we are skeptical about uh, changes on protocol, but we are not skeptical about the new bolts and new changes. Also because in Lightning, uh, Lightning is not a global consensus system. So in Lightning, you can change what your Lightning node does without affecting the consensus of other nodes. You can have different policies for your node, your channels, your your partition of the network, while uh, on Bitcoin, when you change the the, the consensus, you basically uh, you you mess with other people's money. So uh, the the second layer is something that uh, in a way, some uh, scam coiners or or altcoiners, they were searching for something that Lightning finally provides for, which is basically fast crazy evolution so uh, i remember where people pointed me it was mostly it was probably two years ago some guy uh, showed uh, the metamask ethereum uh, browser extension to me and i said i mean this is very cool because i mean as a user experience metamask was was great and so i started to talk with some bitcoin developers and i said i mean guys i i know that you are focusing on security but from a ux point of view you should learn from them i mean this is something this is something usable. And, and they started to list to me all the reasons that that's actually a very bad idea because that will incentivize people to put money at serious risk because uh, JavaScript uh, uh, browser extensions and these and that and the way you store the seed and the way you backup and they were right. But now on Lightning, if you look at the Jowl uh, browser extension, that's pretty much like metamask maybe not 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 yet as cool from a UX point of view but similar and nobody has any objection about that because on lightning there is just a a very tiny amount of money on your channels it doesn't affect consensus so you can mess up and finally you can attract um, less security minded and more ux minded developers
0: wow that that is a good, a great way of describing Lightning Network. A place where you don't have to worry because if it breaks, it's not the base layer that's breaking. Bitcoin will be fine. It's not a lot of money at risk. People aren't putting a lot, a lot out there. I like, I, I like it a lot. This is a great way of looking at things, and it'll be a great way for a, a counter argument for everyone saying all the people attacking Lightning Network, uh, all the altcoiners attacking Lightning Network, you can just say, so what? If it breaks, it breaks. We still have Bitcoin. It's not the end of Bitcoin. It's the end, Uh, and it's not, and hopefully it won't break, but it, and then you can say, you know, it's a place for experimentation. There's so many people out there that say Litecoin is the place for for Bitcoin people to experiment. No, do, do it on the Lightning Network a different light but a second layer solution so it, it, it provide I, I like i like this take I, I like this take a lot and i, I thank you for sharing this today i, I it gets me enthused, even more enthused about lightning network and yeah you're right metamask is kind of cool with ethereum it is but that's on the base layer of ethereum if something went wrong it would be on the base layer there um if, if the metamask version on lightning network goes wrong so, so what um, but uh yeah a, a excellent points here now, now we're, we're getting toward the End of the show. And I was going to talk about uh, SunTrust Bank, but we'll, we'll talk about that in, this, in, in another show. Uh, I, I think I referenced that earlier, but I did want to, you retweeted, uh, where is this tweet that you uh, retweeted uh, about? Okay, you, you, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I just want to get your take, because you did retweet it. Simple fact, only Bitcoin matters. Now I know you agree with that. Another fact, Monero is technologically super interesting, but from a higher level view, sadly, it is irrele- irrelevant, 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 irrelevant.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, I agree to that today and uh, that I completely, uh, I completely agree with uh, with that take. I am uh, the more I mean, I have to admit uh, in 2013, I, I was very open to scam coins uh, because I didn't understand some something that I understand now. So I was um, basically before I was skeptical about Bitcoin when bitcoin destroyed my skepticism i i suffered the pendulum effect and i went from skeptical to naive so before i didn't believe in bitcoin and after for a while i did believe in everything so it was like researching ripple researching nxt and i didn't even understand that economically speaking uh, this proliferation doesn't make any sustainable sense so uh, i was very open and then when i started to understand that it was mostly uh, uh now the technical term would be probably uh i cannot say it on on your channel so it was mostly uh, uh snake oil yeah snake oil uh, i was thinking to another animal not a snake but okay uh so it was mostly <laughs> snake oil and uh, now uh, I, I i started to use an heuristic in which every altcoin by definition is uh, mostly uninteresting until i'm proven wrong and I have to say that with Monero, I have been proven wrong because, uh, true, I mean, Monero has a lot of uh, uh, problems, trade off, uh, difficult choices. Uh, for example, the hard fork every six months is uh, is uh, is good for evolution, but it's super bad for political independence because then you centralize it around a, um, you never you never ossify and you centralize a development team uh, because you need social coordination for every hard fork. Then uh, using uh, base layer obfuscation uh, means that you are giving up scalability entirely because um, uh, global, global consensus is very bad at scalability already. If you also obfuscate global consensus with ring signatures and, um, uh, and uh, confidential transactions, you are basically giving up scalability and you are making the trade-off between validation and spending uh, way, way, way worse. And also, there is a strange trade-off between security and privacy. Like uh, the more you go through privacy, uh, the more you risk from the security point of view because you can only be perfectly hiding or perfectly binding. And there are a lot of problems between, I mean, you could hide inflation in Monero and you couldn't hide that in Bitcoin. So uh, there are a lot of sacrifices, but that, that said, the way that Monero community um, behaved uh, was scientifically and sociologically very interesting, and I have started to grow to respect that. Even some things I didn't know, like uh, the way they basically work in a way that you cannot have SPV and you have to have your full node. That's way more secure. That's way better than what Bitcoin did with uh, with bloom filters. So some little things in Monero are even uh, a good example for the future development of Bitcoin. That said, unfortunately, uh, I'm skeptical that you can. I mean. Maybe today, in the short run, you can use Monero as part of your privacy uh, procedure. So use CoinJoin, use JoinMarket, use Wasabi, use uh, uh, full nodes, use uh, node address reusing, use Tor, and you also use Monero as part of your uh, of your uh, uh, IG in privacy IG. But in the long run, liquidity is the king because when you have more liquidity, you also have more anonymity set. What I mean is this. Let's assume there is an altcoin with 10 users and uh, a a ring signature so so beautiful that it will anonymize between all the users, but still you have 10 users. So even with the perfect uh, uh, obfuscation of of sender, your anonymity set is 10. On the other hand, you have Bitcoin with uh, 10,000 users. So even if the anonymity set of the single Bitcoin transaction is bad, uh, the anonymity set of a coin join in Bitcoin will be better than the anonymity set of the ring signatures uh, parties in Monero. So of course, then there is amount, there is a lot of discussion to have. But in general, the point is that. So let let me phrase it like this. Uh, The reason the the typical Litecoin uh, use case doesn't make any sense is this i want to save money so i want to give us some security to save some money so uh, i'm using bitcoin as a store of value you are the merchant you are using bitcoin as a store of value since i want to save money on fees what i do is to buy litecoin give you litecoin and then you have to buy back bitcoin but we are not saving money because we are using a fee to uh, to move bitcoin from cool storage to an exchange because you don't store your bitcoin on exchange then you pay the market fees to buy litecoin with your bitcoins then you pay the litecoin fees then the merchant will have to pay the the market fee and the 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 bitcoin fees back to cold storage. so it doesn't make any sense with monero there is something weaker but similar because i want privacy i use bitcoin as as my store of value of course in cold storage so i need to move bitcoin from the cold storage to some market Maybe decentralized market, but still the, uh, the order book is a liquidity limitation. And so the anonymity set of people exchanging in that moment will never be infinite. Even if you have a DEX or atomic swap, that doesn't help because the point of the anonymity set is the liquidity. So I have Bitcoin. I have to buy Monero. I have to send you Monero to stay anonymous. And now you have to sell Monero for Bitcoin and get that Bitcoin back to your store of value. You see, that doesn't work. Either this kind of money can be also a store of value long term or the friction to switch to the, the, the privacy coin and back will reduce the liquidity and the anonymity set by definition. So you have to hope that Monero, in order to be usable, also has to become a, store, a reliable uh, long term store of value, which I, can, I think it can't. So I agree with this tweet. Uh, what they're doing with Monero is great from a scientific point of view. And it's mostly ethical, even if I would have preferred a sidechain or a proof of burn or something, uh, but it's, it's, I mean, they're behaving in an ethical way and scientifically they are very interesting, but yet it cannot work because what matters is liquidity, uh, because liquidity also creates unlimited set.
0: All right. That, that was a beautiful explanation of that tweet. So yes, it is in long term. It is irrelevant. It, it, I mean, that's that's a very short way of saying it. You you fleshed out what was meant by that term there. Now I want to. You brought up something: obfuscation, uh, privacy at the base layer. Let's call it privacy at the base layer. Um, Monero has privacy at the base layer. Some people are suggesting that Bitcoin should implement privacy at the base layer. Some people are saying they'll implement Mimblewimble privacy at the base layer. I'm. From what you said about Monero, I'm guessing that you don't think there should be privacy at Bitcoin's base layer.
1: It's not about should, it's about this problem. So there is uh, one short-term problem, is that uh, any solution we have now for having a strong privacy at the base layer also has a lot of very, very difficult trade, also brings a lot of difficult trade-offs so uh, okay you are getting privacy but you are giving up scalability big way because the ring signatures are big and the confidential transaction they are big so that will make uh, the the contrast between uh, block space cost and uh, not not validation cost even that they will make it even worse so the the problem is that um it makes it's making scalability worse the second problem and and, uh, you know This is typical of the base layer obfuscation solution. While Lightning, for example, is giving a better um, uh, privacy uh, solution that also helps with scalability. Because the concept of Lightning, or a script script, or a taproot, or uh, this kind of solution is that you don't use the blockchain for everything. You you put on the blockchain only the less, the, 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 the fewer amount of information you can. So everybody has the information, but you use the blockchain the less you can while obfuscation means that you give the information to every node forever but you obfuscate cryptographically the information and the first problem is that it creates a problem of uh, uh, scalability a huge problem of scalability and i think that if monero had right now the same uh, usage of bitcoin the uh, the cost either in fees or in centralization would be uh, would be will destroy the project probably and the second cost is security like in bitcoin we can have a strong security against infla- i mean there was the inflation uh, inflation bug in bitcoin unfortunately uh, a few months ago and if that one want uh, if that uh, was to be exploited we will immediately know when the uh, when the inflation and where the inflation happened in monero that's not the case so you are giving up some a lot of scalability and you are giving up some security that's the same for me so uh, the thing is that these things could be mitigated in the future maybe right now the kind of ring signatures we have now the kind of confidential uh, transaction we have now uh, with bulletproofs they are just at the beginning but maybe in 20 years we will have uh, such 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 kind of evolution that we will have like a range proof based on different cryptographic assumptions so we we maybe we will get to a point where we can put privacy at the base layer without giving up too much scalability and too much security. But the pro- the second problem is that the more Bitcoin goes on and on, the more it's necessary that it becomes difficult and difficult and, di- and more difficult to change because otherwise uh, there will be always people trying to change it and try to use social att- attack vectors to change it, governments or corporations. So we need uh, we need stability of the protocol at, at a certain point at the base layer. So uh, right now, We're probably right now we could change Bitcoin in order to put this kind of features, but this kind of feature are not ready because they damage security and scalability. Uh, Eventually this kind of feature will be ready, but we will not be able to put them into Bitcoin anymore because that will mean to change Bitcoin uh, too much for too long to be, uh, to be too fragile against changes. So uh, for this reason, Uh, Many Bitcoin developers don't agree with me, like, uh, I mean, I'm not even a developer, Uh, serious Bitcoin people don't agree with me, like Adam Beck, he thinks that confidential transaction will get into Bitcoin, maybe they will get into Bitcoin with some kind of uh, sidechain like mechanism, like you save the base layer as it is, and you opt in. In a new layer of uh, fundamental privacy like uh, uh, extension block with Mimblewimble for example Mm -hmm. Mimblewimble design is beautiful and a lot of even if it's risky but it's beautiful and a lot of things are looking forward for Mimblewimble as a bitcoin extension block which means that you take the bitcoin you put it in this kind of let's call it almost side chain which is an extension block and uh, it goes mimble-wimble in this extension block and then it can, it, it can come come out. But uh, even that will take a while. So I think that maybe we will have something like that in an extension block eventually. So the bimble wimble technology is better than the uh, Zcash and Monero? I, I think it is because, uh, so there, there are three different kinds of things. Uh, Monero is using realistic, uh, straight to the point, uh, uh pragmatical solutions that are ready on the market right now to do some things, and they are doing that uh, responsibly. Mimblewimble Wimble is is more like a, is still more like some kind of dream, but it's it's not better from the practical point of view, but from the design point of view, the elegance of Mimblewimble, Wimble where you use uh, the binding keys and the hiding keys together and I mean if you read the description of Mimble Wimble and you get to understand it a little bit, it's I consider it aesthetically beautiful uh it's super smart but uh zcash is something even i think zcash is a very bad take on privacy because they are using uh, a general purpose uh, zero knowledge proof uh, mechanism which is uh, super difficult to scale and super difficult to keep secure with uh with uh, trusted setup when what you need is is actually sp- it's not general purpose. You need something specific to hide amounts and hide senders, basically. And also, the the way Zcash has been done is, I, I think, it's very problematic. Like uh, there is a one United States for profit company which is keeping all the developer fees, and they are they are copyrighting the logo, so it's not it's not really uh, a typical open source license. And uh, and privacy is uh, opt-in, that means, and very expensive. That means that a lot of people, they think they're using privacy with Zcash, they're getting privacy, but they are not because they're just using a normal T transaction and other shielded transaction. So a lot of people using Zcash now, they think they are private and they are way less private than Bitcoin because of the smaller unlimited set. And even if somebody uses the shielded transaction, the fact that nobody uses them or very few people uses them makes the anonymity set of people using them super small. So, yes, you use the shielded transaction, but it's only five of you using them. So your anonymity set is, is, is irrelevant. So uh, I think that Monero is a great pragmatical experiment. Zcash, in my opinion, is a very bad take on, on the privacy thing. And Mimblewimble is a beautiful dream of great mathematical elegance. Wow,
0: that there's your complete answer on the privacy coins. Pound that like button. And wow, who would have guessed me? we were gonna talk about Mimble Wimble with uh with Giacomo? That's that's a rarity. Okay, here is a question. What this is this is gonna be the end of the show. I just sent another question here. Would like to someone sent this in the chat. Would uh what's it say here? Would like to hear Giacomo's thoughts on Bitcoin inflation through issuing paper receipts when Bitcoin is deposited at third-party custodians. Yeah. I, yeah, this is
1: a very good question. This is basically uh, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin um, uh, fractional reserve, basically. So if you have custodians, these custodians can claim that they have more Bitcoin than they do and then they create a fractional reserve. And in a way, that's inflation. I mean, that's, uh, there, are, there are a lot of people that will fight about uh, calling that inflation or not. But basically, it it could be equivalent, it's it's monetary, it's debt expansion that could have the same effect of monetary expansion. Uh, So can you avoid that? No. Uh, Can this happen? Yes. I have two reasons why I think that the monetary, the, the fractional reserve expansion in Bitcoin will never be as serious as it was uh, in uh, with the gold standard and uh, as it is right now with the baseless fiat money and the, the two reasons are are these the first reason is that uh, auditing gold in a cavo is very difficult auditing bitcoin with cryptography uh, cryptographic proof of reserve is easier so uh, ask for your custodian to audit uh, uh, fiat money is basically impossible asking them to audit gold is difficult asking them to to audit bitcoin is easy so and there could be very smart way to do proof of reserve in a very very uh in a very very uh and very in a technical very advanced and and certain way so if your custodian is not going to prove you that they are not doing fractional reserve uh i think that's a red flag that most of the market will understand second settlement is faster so if you want to settle uh to settle gold for in a central bank i mean germany is still waiting for their gold from from the federal reserve so it takes uh, 40 40 years or something like that while with bitcoin even if bitcoin uh, base layer is going to be more expensive and more slow still probably in a couple of days with with a few dollars you will have your collateral back so there is no excuse to keep your collateral uh hidden from you forever. And so I said two arguments, but there is a third argument which is very important. So uh, I think that uh, fr- um, fractional reserves in a free market has a natural uh, balance, as a natural uh, limit in the uh, bank run risk. So you can inflate the debt as you want, but then you will risk a bank run. And so your your uh, people, uh, I mean, your creditors will come back to, to get the uh, to, to, uh, to redeem the promises and they will and the market will move to other banks that are using less fractional reserves so there is a market mechanism to keep fractional reserve honest what is the problem with the uh, with the current monetary system is that when there is a bank run the governments the government come and they print legal tender money in order to bail out the banks that fail and they uh, and they basically uh, confiscate money with taxation uh, due to Um, due to uh, Orwellian surveillance on people and so they confiscate taxes and they print money and they use this money to bail out failed banks. So there is a huge incentives for moral hazard. There is a lot of fractional reserve because if you you don't fail you get the interest and if you fail somebody will give you other people's money uh, to bail out you, to bail you out. So uh, this cannot work in the hyper bitcoin is a bitcoinized world because in the hyper bitcoinized world uh, federal reserve they can print but uh, but uh, liquidity will not will just flow away to bitcoin so they cannot really uh, print anymore and uh, they can tax people but uh, when your pri- when your financial privacy is very very high uh taxation cannot get to crazy levels because the market would just refuse to pay if it's at crazy levels so i think that bitcoin will make the government incapable of bailing out um fractional reserve excesses and so fractional reserves is possible but it will be back to be uh limited and balanced by uh uh, uh
0: bank run risk i love it he giacomo is here Fighting the financialization fractional reserve thud. And dudes, pound that like button if you love that I only had one guest on this week in Bitcoin show because, baby, we needed all that time. We, we, gave, we gave him the spotlight and he, whoa, rocked the world there, Giacomo. So I'm going to leave you with the final thoughts. Anything to add? Anything you wanted to say? I thank you so much for giving it your all today and being here.
1: Uh, thanks, thanks, thanks to you. So um, nothing special to say except that uh, I will be uh, in, um, I will be on the 16th in Bratislava for a very difficult presentation, which is um, uh, trying to debunking myths about Bitcoin and quantum computing, which is another kind of uh, FUD that I want to address. I want to try to address. It will be very challenging. And uh, if you want to take a look at my Twitter on the presentation about lighting, I think. I think it came it can be interesting for to 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 understand the different mood and um, and yeah i think i think that's all and uh, in september we will see each other in baltic honey badger where where i will uh, uh where i will give uh, a very strange kind of presentation and and i will give i will give the community updates about my experiment of last year about the b foundation uh, i mean uh, we don't still know if uh, if this is a post-mortem or not but it may be we faced many difficulties that we didn't expect. So in September in Riga, I will uh, give my final thoughts on the
0: on this year of uh, B Foundation experiment. Wait, now this this talk that's coming up about quantum fud, dude. If you pull this off. We can just link to that every time we get some wacko in the chat saying, "Well, quantum will destroy Bitcoin. I can't buy it. I'll just link to that." So, dude, yeah. that's gonna be that's a huge presentation you got coming up.
1: Hopefully, I, I studied a little bit of quantum physics when I was uh, getting my degree in theoretical physics. So, uh, but but still, to make it simple and understandable and compact in one presentation would be a big challenge. I don't know if if I if I made if I can make it, I will try. Well,
0: I, I wish you luck on that. That's come, with the 16th. It's going to be in Bratislava, you said. Yeah,
1: Bratislava, Parallel uh the new the new twin of the Parallel of Prague in Bratislava, and uh, yeah, it will be the evening of the of the 16th. I mean,
0: that's in four days. I, yeah. I hope you can do it. And I had no idea you had de- you have a degree in theoretical field physics. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Pound that like button for having smart guests on this show. Best guests in the space are here. I bring in the view every Friday is the This Week in Bitcoin show. Sometimes we have one, two, three, four, who knows? But today's was awesome. Giacomo, thank you very much. Everyone, pound that like button. Uh, bang that bell button if you need a reminder when we go live. Again, I do a new show here every day. The guests are on Friday, and then sometimes we have guests on other days, too. Saturday, Beyond Bitcoin Show, tune in tomorrow. Not Well, it, it'll be tomorrow afternoon in the United States, tomorrow night where I am in Israel. So, again, thank you, everybody. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, this Meister. Remember, subscribe to the channel, like this video, share this video. Shabbat shalom. Bye-bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Bye.